Riley, we're live. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm falling apart over here. Uh, I mean, it's chaos. Good. Physically and mentally, but that's all right. Okay. Well, no, I'm good. Happy okay. Friday, everybody. Carpets and Coffee, number 55. Uh, I am back. I haven't been here for a while. So good to good to see that beautiful face, Riley Jimison. Uh, how are you doing? Good, man. I've uh, been busy. I just capped off my breeding season for Morelia, unless those Bradley decide to do something, which I don't think they will. But, you know, they're together. We got some rain the other day. I'm not going to not try. But at the same time, I'm not holding my breath. But otherwise, mm-hmm. clutch number five hit the ground. Got those jungle eggs. So... Yes, that looks like a really decent sized clutch, too. How many did you get? Uh, 18. 18 nice. eggs. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, no slugs or anything. So perfect. Um, but yeah, that worked out nicely. And uh, then all I have left are the rainbow bows. Um, one female's due mid June, and I, I have no idea if she's gonna go or not. She She's doing weird things that she's never done before, but. <laughs> Then again, I haven't seen a lock, so I don't know. Yeah, but um, yeah, <laughs> we'll see what Very happens. Very good. So, so you said five five clutches on the ground. Yeah, five carpet clutches, and then okay. the Kribo eggs. How are the Kribo eggs? They're good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, nice. they're they're I think riding. I saw you had an event with a a temperature anomaly <laughs> yeah yeah so my incubator decided to grow a, a mind of its own and, and not a productive one at that and decided it was just going to start nose diving in temperature uh <laughs> sporadically and uh, i woke up to a seven hour downhill from like 76 degrees to about 45 degrees um, <laughs> the box was like physically cold okay um Right. But you know what they say, heat kills your animals faster than cold. And yeah. we're talking a species that's particularly comfortable in cooler temperatures. And it was only seven sure. hours. And, you know, I mean, yeah, sure. not well, it'll be my interesting breath. either way, right? I mean, yeah. 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 They can handle. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at them right now, and there is no, no physical uh, change in their state of being whatsoever. Nice. Um, I caught it pretty quickly and fortunately the ambient temperature in the room here kind of was fluctuating in somewhat of a happy range for them, for me to just let them ride at ambient until, until I could get a replacement. in. so, um, fortunately my ambient is cool enough for like a cooling incubator to run. But if I just built something that pulled air out, the ambient is just still too warm. So I had to still buy something, but yeah, things have gotten more available since COVID's lightened up. Sure. Yeah. And and last year, um, the eggs that you got that turned out to not be good, they went gnarly pretty early on, right? It was it was pretty obvious early that something wasn't wasn't right with those ones. Yeah, and the first the first thing they did was they changed color. And I wasn't sure if that was because they were like stained from the first incubation like method that I tried, which was uh uh the polyfill over wet cocoa blocks medium right uh, that nice layer and they were just too wet um so i think it was a combination of too wet and too cool so okay yeah 
Yeah. But that was on. that was 13 perfect eggs. This time I got 13 eggs, but only five right. were perfect and the rest were slugs. So I I don't know if you guys touched on this last time. I sorry, I haven't gotten a chance to watch the ones I missed. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh <laughs> um what do you chalk that up to this year? Is there anything in particular you think that affected the fertility or who knows? Well, I think the first go around, she had, you know, five years of feeding and, and caloric devotion to just herself. Whereas the second clutch, you know, she just had the turnaround from the first one till then. So, um, you know, a lot of people that, keep dry mark on and, and falsies and similar species probably feed them more frequently than I do. Uh, and so I think, I think last season there was also a shortage of availability of like rodents and quail and shakes mm-hmm. and things. So I think a lot of it played into just the food availability for her. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. And, and back to back years as well, maybe, um, yeah. you know, she was, like you said, not, not quite as well equipped in terms of nutrition, but yeah, yeah. across the ones you, uh, you got go the distance. That would be awesome. Yeah. So far so good. And then all the other clutches seem to be going good. I, uh, I tossed the, um, the eggs from that second pop one female, the, uh, the, the remainder of the eggs that she withheld for a long time. Uh, those all went real bad immediately uh so those ditched and the first five they're hanging in there they don't look great but they should go the distance so we'll see okay for sure well that's crazy that you're almost done i'm you know i i don't i'm not expecting that much this year but all i have in the incubator are lizards (laughs) (laughs) uh i got back i went to uh, Brooklyn to visit my, my big sister. That's, that's where I was last week. Um, and I got home uh, Wednesday. So, uh, came back and, and, you know, checked out the room. Um, it seems like that highlighter line jungle, uh, is probably due to drop any day now. I I think she's 22 days post ovulation shed, uh, at this point. So I'm, I'm waiting for that. Nice. She looks ready to pop. She's restless. She's pushing moss all over the place in the uh, in the lay box. So there you go. I will hopefully have some snake eggs in the incubator soon. Nice. Uh, but I'm I'm just now pairing brettles um, for the mm. first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got um, my females uh, in shed at this point. I fed them, you know, small to their digestive system cooking again, get everything firing slowly. And then I hit them with a big meal before I left and uh, all of them are in shed now. So my hope Mm. is that uh, when they shed out, um, I'll combat males and, and, you know, make sure everybody's together. And that can be a good trigger uh, for the boys that, that fresh shed stank. Mm. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, if it's anything like last year, a lot of nothing happened until later in the spring for me. Um, okay. My brettles just seem to be a little late, but you know, they hopefully will at least a few of them will get it done. And then the other thing uh, that I'm really excited about is I am almost positive that that Western blackhead is gravid. So that is like, you know, the number one thing that I could hope for this year. And 
I was also completely not expecting it because, you know, Jason Hood's getting blackhead eggs like as of like two weeks ago. A lot of people are getting eggs at this point. So I guess she's just a little bit behind. But, you know, uh, she flew across the country for the first time. It's a new climate. You know, Mm -hmm. animals are all different. So uh, I'm crossing my fingers. But she's really thick, man. Like, yeah, those photos, you couldn't deny it. Separation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Brett Bender's first in line. I know, I know, man. Don't worry. <laughs> but I mean, that's one of those species, right? Where getting eggs isn't necessarily the hard part. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm obviously ecstatic, but there's still so much that could be not good. They happen to be fertile, and then I have to not kill them for <laughs> for yes. the duration of incubation. And uh ooh, that that was a good rhyme. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, as you and I know, just from last year, that's easier said than done. Um, yes. I mean, shit, we even hatched one out that didn't make it, but so yeah. it's like at, at every yeah. step in that process, they, they are a challenge. <laughs> yeah. It seems like until they're, until they're eating regularly on their own, like you right. kind of just always right in that line. Yeah. There's no feeling of like success until like you said months after they've been mm-hmm. born when they're taking prey on their own so it's yeah. it's definitely a long yeah hard, they, they mentally make it challenging process. They make you work for it for sure but uh shit man if that if that works out that's you know season made uh yeah that'd be super exciting highlight of her career so fingers crossed but i don't want to i don't want to get too excited she could drop a bunch of slugs she's never laid before but well we'll see you never know yeah you never know yeah i've i've had uh all those random variables in the last two seasons like everything could go well and then it doesn't exactly yeah and i mean i just had owen's stupid woma (laughs) just drop a clutch of all slugs again for the third time in in her life so was she with a different male so no my plan was to introduce a different male with her uh and i actually man like last fall i i purchased an adult male because all of my raise-ups were going to be too young to try that and i was really you know like that's something i really wanted to to attack this year was get to the bottom of of that project with, with that girl, you know, is, is she the one that has fertility issues or is Owen's mm-hmm. boy the one that has mm-hmm. fertility issues? So I picked up a male, but he, uh, arrived with a respiratory. Yes. And, I remember that one. Yeah. So, you know, yes. I kept him in quarantine. I did an entire course of antibiotics. Um, the seller was, was really good working with me. They paid for the meds and everything. Um, but unfortunately it never cleared up. So I ended up having to send that boy back. You know, it's, it's not worth the risk at that point. Um, so I did end up having to pair her with, with that same male just cause he's the only one available to me, available sure. to me, uh, this year. So, uh, yeah, I learned nothing. <laughs> well, except that she can lay a good amount of eggs. I think it was like nine slugs or something. And I hadn't mm. been feeding her that heavy. So, yeah. Yeah. So next season goal is put her with a different male and put that male with a, another female and see what happens. Exactly. I mean, next year I'm hoping that my super orange one from Dan will be uh, 
mm-hmm. ready to, to go. So, I mean, it's going to be hard for me to not try to throw him at every female. Yeah. There should be three girls, uh, three Woma girls that I, that I can go okay. uh, with next year. So Owens when I feed her back up and then uh, there's the really light colored one that I got from Casey Schultz, uh, Zion Hill. And then uh, the newest one, which is, is a really nice, like golden orangey animal that I was able to pick up from uh, a customer that, that brought her into work. And, you know, it was like a father, son, little kid. Uh, He got it as their only snake as a pet (laughs) and the kid didn't like it. Uh, so I, I said, uh, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> and she, she's really quality, really nice. quality animal. So that's like the best way to acquire an adult is when it's the only snake they have. It just feels so safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not exposed to a bunch of other nonsense. Bunch of nasties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's good. Yeah. My, man. my, uh, my two Womas, well, my female kind of, when I brought her home, she was always a little like, you know, a little sneaky. And I kind of assumed she would grow into your traditional, like feisty Woma, but she's like that. Plus a little bit more. She'll like launch out of the hide at you. <laughs> um, so she's fun. And then the male, I was like, Oh cool. I've got, you know, the mellow one and the, and the, right. the traditional, and then something snapped in the mail and he's kind of Damn. like following that same route. He's like, nah, I, I, uh, I'm not to be outdone by my half sibling over there. I'm going to hurt you too. That's uh, tough, man. I, I'm still, fun. I've been, it is fun. Like if you don't mind, then it's a good time, but like, it's not like for it's, like it's different. People. It's different than certain other species being snappy. Like it's nowhere near on the level of my Apodora being territorial and it's sure. nowhere near those Maclots that I had, but it's like their own thing. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll put up with you. I think what's kind of nice good. about the Womas is like the bitey ones, they're they're still really workable because <laughs> yes. their moves are so predictable. Like you, you don't really get caught off guard. Um, yeah. They're know, easy to work with hooks. They're easy to work with hooks. It's so obvious when they're about to try to whack you or when they're nuzzling down on you. You know, if, oh, if, yeah. if a nose goes up on your skin it's time to move. Like <laughs> there's not a lot of, not, not a lot of nuance to the body. language. Yeah. So. Yeah. Once you know what to look for, they're kind of easy. So they're fun. Yeah, for sure. Although they, I, I mean, you know, like we've talked about either, they seem to be just the most docile thing ever or not. Like there's not a lot of middle ground. And so yeah. far, a lot of mine are, the docile side of the equation, which is just a nice bonus. But, uh, you know, of course the one, the prettiest one is, is a dick as of you course. saw. Yeah. Um, but that's just the way of it. <laughs> that's the drawback with the pretty ones. Yeah. I'll take the, it every time. My that's first fine. experience with the Womo is back in Santa Barbara at the zoo. We brought one in for education as a baby and it, it had that same kind of strikey bitey. Everything was food until it could figure out that it wasn't sort of thing. And yeah, I took it upon myself to work with that thing. And after a couple of years of, you know, biting a couple of people and my boss and a few others, <laughs> uh, it ended up being really mellow and trustworthy. It, it learned, right. you know, as long as you pulled it out with the hook, you can do whatever you wanted with that. For animal. Sure. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's really the difference, right? Is like whether you can get the feeding mode turned off or not. Like some snakes will learn, others just they can't you can't turn it off <laughs> yeah yeah and whether it's be a species specific thing or an individual thing it varies from situation to situation but that individual is the first one that really clearly showed me that at least this individual of woma python can remember mm-hmm. and distinguish routines right. uh that like the two approaches or the two sequences of events that lead to different outcomes and would behave completely different uh, at the first start of difference between those two instances. For sure. Well, I mean, speaking of that kind of personality, uh, I got some new stuff. And the Queensland water python is just like a bitey woma. Nice. (laughs) It's so cool. Like when I, when I get it out, it kind of like gets up vertical almost, but like in a, in an S shape, you know, and just squares up and, uh, it, yeah, it, it likes to bite, but it's really, asses. it's really pretty, and I, I just don't care. <laughs> but it's true. They're very pretty. It's part of the charm at this point. But, yeah, how your scrubbies. Yeah. Your scrubbies are little demons, too. So, okay, so, I mean, yeah, the package that came was female Fuscus, Queensland Water. It was a mutton care package um, <laughs> that has been in the works for, like, a year. So... <laughs> It was those. It was 1.1 of his captive bred Wamina scrubs. Um, <laughs> those which are cool. Are so freaking cool. And I, I will personally say that, like, although I love scrubs, I think they're beautiful. Their satin velvet look. Mm-hmm. I don't ever see myself working with them. I wouldn't do. I don't know. Maybe that'll change. The, any of the ones besides the small ones <laughs> i mean I, I like i know that a lot of them can be small can be big sure um, but but like even the big guys like i i don't find them necessarily unmanageable like i've i've worked with one or two of brandon wheelers like 11 and 12 footers and uh in tight spaces and outside and uh it's not that their behavior isn't unmanageable or anything like that i don't know man i just Sure. I well, so here's one thing for sure. I'm a collect them all person. So if I got into them, I'd be screwed. Like absolutely screwed. It'd be like, okay, yeah, give me the complete list. All right. Now we're gonna put check boxes next to all of these, and here's the right. one I need, and that's a problem. The other thing is uh space. I you know, and, and I'm trying to f- tell myself like the only big snakes I'm working with, unless for some reason my space like exponentially just goes boom and like explain expands is Abadora. so for sure um yeah man i mean yeah. in in talking with nick it sounds like his his wild caught uh founders he keeps them pretty much carpet size you know they're they're not yeah and not listening to chuck talk about snakes. his hounds too mm-hmm. yeah i mean like so, I'm, I'm definitely very, not planning i'm on very anything. encouraged yeah yeah I, like, i'm definitely not planning so on treating these much different size wise than, than like a jungle. Um, sure. But still, at the like, most, but I you know, just, what's, what's kind of neat about them is, uh, too many things. well, yes, yeah, too many things. Too many things. I like, I love them, but I know I love them 
So I'm going to tell myself that I, I shouldn't ever work yeah. with them because I know I'm going to go down that rabbit hole and be like, it sounds like those Waminas in particular, though, they're they're probably something different. I mean, I, I think we all realize that Scrub yeah. Taxonomy could use a touch up and, you know, Simalia Amethystina as a group is not necessarily well looked at in that way. From what um, I hear, yeah, that seems to be but, the consensus. There's a lot to still maybe divide, reclassify, yeah, things like that, potentially. Right. Even if it's not necessarily full species you know maybe we need we need to just get a little bit more clarity on locales and subspecies and and variations among the groups but the waminas i guess a little smaller Mm -hmm. uh they have a really distinct pink tongue um, Mm -hmm. which is one of the first things that jumped out at me Hmm. Um, and you know i'm not big on scrubs but it, it sounds like that's not the case with a lot of the other scrubs um and yeah like i said uh uh a little smaller and seem to be a little bit more docile in general, okay. uh, according to the folks that I've talked to that have them. Um, now, that being said, uh, they definitely take their shots at me out of the box, but, <laughs> you know, their babies yeah, is to be expected. expected. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. But just in working with them for, you know, like the, the week that I've had them, um, I'm able to, to already already work with them without getting bit, and they've eaten for me just fine so i'm not really worried about that that part nice. of it um but they're really cool man like i i set the girl up in like a naturalistic glass 10 gallon in the kitchen <laughs> with you know overhead light and a bunch of branches just something different from like a, a plastic quarantine bin so that i could really see her and it's been fun it's been that's really rad fun. Yeah. that's really cool man um the other thing that's new uh, was uh, another male inland. Uh, so, you know, I, I got some different genetics uh, from my inland group. Um, from I Nick. saw I saw some of those ones he has listed on his website. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great. But, but <laughs> I, I I also told myself and Justin I want to wait, see what he produces this year. I would like a mail from Justin's stock. And then should things continue to go well for me as they have been like this last month or so, maybe I will grab another female from Nick. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Uh, Speaking of inlands, my female gave me a full uh, food uh, bite response on my finger today. I was like, no way. Look at you. (laughs) You're supposed to be the nice car. I was like, are you confused? (laughs) And then like I picked her up and she did it to my other finger. I was like, wow. That's funny. All right, then. Yeah. She's getting fed today, so I was like, yeah, fair. Fair. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, yes, they they tend to be very chill, very docile. But when people ask, like, oh, inlands and brettles, that means they don't bite? No. <laughs> it means that they usually won't bite <laughs> compared to other snakes. But, yeah. you know, there's always going to be those times where some wires get crossed or, or, you know, you stick a hand in after touching a rat, like you're going to get bit eventually. It's fine. Yeah. My, my <laughs> adult brettles, you don't just stick your hand in and touch. They don't, yeah. <laughs> they don't play that game. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally. But not yeah. all of them are like that. It is what it is. I've also had animals that like I've worked with in other people's collection that were completely not hand tame uh, in or out of the enclosure. 
And then like one in particular I've acquired, she came here and she's super sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you just never know. Right. I mean, yeah. there's, there's been multiple instances for me where either an animal that I produced here last year was super, super friendly and shipped it out to its, you know, it's, it's new home. And the people are like, you said this one didn't bite. I'm bleeding all over the place. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and vice versa, the black cat I got from Derek Roddy, he said was a demon and she's, been nothing but chill since she got here so it, the plane ride can switch things up every now and then you know <laughs> speaking of blackheads i feel like you know granted my sample size is what on a regular basis for mm-hmm. uh, that i work with five days out of the week and yeah and they seem to go through like stages as they age but then like at certain times of the year at least the adult females will be a little more like inclined to test things out or respond and look at things as food. Mm-hmm. But like even our male, uh, he has his moments where sometimes he's just like psycho and then other moments he's chill. And it's, it's yeah. varied quite a bit as he's started to mature. Um, and then yeah. ever since putting him in the breeding rotation, he's chilled out a little bit more. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. They seem to be one that, that do kind of have different moods <laughs> just depending on, you know, the day or the season, like mm-hmm. you're saying. Um, and, and I have seen that as well in some of mine with just changes with age as well. Um, you know, my, one of my Eastern females, uh, the first one that I got as a baby, um, she was super chill as a tiny, tiny neonate. And then she had like a terrible twos situation mm. where anytime I would walk by, she'd strike glass um, and just, go crazy uh and now um shit uh, she's going on three i want to say three or four and uh you know back to back to totally chill um she's Mm. in the top six by two that that you brought me Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i'm just absolutely chilled back out so i know what you mean they're they're not one where their personality from the get go is constant throughout their entire life. They, they yeah. seem to, uh, to have, they just go through stages. It seems. Stages. Yeah. <laughs> and good days and bad days I've found. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I find myself paying attention to some of these more unique species that we sort of either don't have like a huge peg on, or there are stereotypes about them behaving in one way. Um, if there's a strong stereotype in one way, I definitely pay attention to it, but right. if I'm around them a lot, I just notice, you know, certain things. Um, yeah, I don't know. For sure. For sure. I mean, it's, it's hard because with some species, those stereotypes are often true, you know, mm-hmm. like, like with the Womas, for example. Um, and then in other cases, it's kind of a misnomer like like the idea that all carpets are bitey or that coastals should be 12 feet you know things like that so yeah it's kind of hard to to pick and choose especially when every single individual animal is individual um you know that that throws a wrench in it even further uh, yeah but yeah <laughs> i'm really curious to see what happens when my my two-year-old or two-and-a-half-year-old uh apodora when i move them into a a bigger cage similar to what I have my five-year-olds in 
because I'm curious to compare him to my older male because that dude, I swear, it's like he hears me talking. He literally just started <laughs> poking his head out of the hide. He's been hiding <laughs> literally this entire time. As soon as I said it, he just, you know, like the little cave uh, thing. Yeah. yeah. Took nice. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude is intense. Like in the enclosure, he's no joke. Changing his water. I like I stop what I'm doing. I kind of have a moment. I let him figure out where I'm at. I figure out what he's doing. And then I start inching the door open and I stop and see how he reacts. And then I inch the door open some more. I have a hook nearby and then I'll open it all the way. And I still stop and just let him figure out what he's doing. Cause he'll just like bite stuff randomly, like including (laughs) himself, the glass door, the hook, the water bowl, his hide. Like he's really reactive and I'm trying to like, see if I can narrow down some of the variables that may or may not be at play. And uh, I've I've increased his food intake, and that seems to have given him more time for rest and uh, just sitting in the hide and relaxing because he was getting to the point where the dude was just pacing all the time and he was like scuffing himself. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you really need to stop this. Um, <laughs> stop the madness. <laughs> but he's he's intense, dude. He's like a bull ready to charge in his enclosure. As soon as you get him out of the enclosure, it's game off. It's just like that just goes away. He's totally malleable. You can work with him. He's not head shy, but then the female, she's the same way as far as like in and out of the cage, but she's nowhere near as intense as he is in the enclosure. And it's just, I don't know. I just, I'm curious if that's a, a a consistent male to female thing, Mm -hmm. or if there's some personal variation there, obviously my sample size is small. Yeah. But for sure. Um, that that's really interesting. I uh, I'm having a similar experience with my indigos, even smaller Ooh. sample size than you. But the uh, the male I'm raising up is a freaking psychopath in the cage. <laughs> but you know, and like when I get him out, it it also takes a decent amount of time. Really, for a psychopath to turn off. Is it food um, response? Yeah, like food response, tail rattling, mouth agape. Uh, Damn. Psychopathery. Uh, wow. But then when he's calm, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm an Eastern Indigo. I'm your friend. Um, but <laughs> but crazy. The female is just, she, you know, as soon as the cage door opens, if food does not enter and a hand enters, she goes back and she hides. She's, you know, she's smart enough to know. Mm. And uh, there, there's no aggression. So, um, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum from the same species you you just you you have to uh got to know your animal how long have you had those now um the female i've had for maybe six months ish mm-hmm. and the male maybe four three four months. okay yeah not super long um i'd be curious if that that ends up being like a seasonal thing with your male and if he grows out of that yeah we'll see um you know, the nice thing with him is, is that, uh, John Michaels, you know, he, he told me when he was sending him out, uh, this is the only one I have left. I have it left because it will only eat quail and is kind of finicky with food. Hmm. You know, do you, do you want it? Um, cause I'd been on the waiting list for like a year and I yeah. said, sure, you know, send it. I got quail. I don't care. But sure. it, with that attitude, like, he took rodents the second time I tried, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too hard once he, I guess he was just 
pissed off and <laughs> food. Do you think that was a, a like a personality switch from John's place to yours? Maybe Just like the travel or something about that. It's hard to say. I didn't ask John about you know disposition, uh, mm-hmm. personality, but um, you know if if he is slamming food for me, then I don't mind. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, yeah, that's the nice thing with Kribos is they're uh, both of my adults. I I got from John as not established on on anything really consistent, if at all. He yeah. he disclosed that. I was like, no, 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 I know what I'm doing. And he's like, are you sure? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and both times, like, started with live live minnows, then frozen thawed ones on tongs, then scenting the rodents, and then game over. They just start taking everything. Sure. And yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if, like, I would imagine he's probably tried everything, throwing the book at stuff. Sometimes it's just, you know, when a snake travels and mm-hmm. it goes somewhere else, even if it's set up exactly the same, it's just in somebody else's place. Sometimes that's enough. Yeah, absolutely. And others just take a little bit more time, right? I had that that one uh, Brettles baby that didn't eat for me unassisted until mm-hmm. December. So four months, roughly, right. of not wanting to eat. Um, but then once something changed and, and it took that first mouse fuzzy all on its own, now it, it's just no problem. And, yeah. and that thing sprouting like a weed, taking every meal I give it. And it's actually one of the nicer hypos. So I'm glad it is. But uh, yeah, you just, it's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> that is the truth. Yeah. Every animal can be really different. I mean, yeah. it's fun, though. I mean, that's that that's kind of like within something that others might see as monotonous, we can see the, the splitting of hairs and the, hmm. the variation within things, even on a very subtle basis. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's a big part of what should be the fun. You know, if you're going to keep something in a box, you might as well get to know it. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But, I did, uh, although I did try that with one animal, and I like was really working well with her, and we were, we were having a good rapport, and things were great, and I got really comfortable with her. And then one day she regressed and bit the crap out of me, and <laughs> she's been back to living up to her name. So I'm like, all right. We're, we're, we're Some days I act like a little kid too. We all have our days. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. But uh, yeah, so Fuskis. Wamina scrubs, mm-hmm. and then I also got Lake Chapala garter snakes on so the, the other where, side of the world. Where's Lake Chapala? It's a Mexican garter snake. So Thamnophis okay. uh, echis obscurus. Um, okay. They are uh, from Rob Shea's stock, garter guy, uh, but from Zach Loafman. Uh, Zach got some from Rob, produced them, and, and, and sent me a pair. Those things are really cool, man. Like I, blue belly. They look really pretty. Yeah, like a, a creamy bluish turquoise uh, belly. And then the top side, I've noticed them. They're they're kind of changing a little bit. There's a little bit of color variation depending on the light. Sometimes it's pretty dark brown. And then other times that dorsal side has some reds and oranges to it. So nice. Um, I, I'm loving them. I, I never expected to have garter snakes 
let alone two species of garter snakes. But it's totally fun. It's so fun. Yeah, I've never heard of anybody getting garter snakes and not saying they're fun. I mean, mm-hmm. they're pretty unique. Uh, Super unique. In their they, own right. Yeah, they they uh, seem to prefer being with one another. Um, From everything that I've heard, that seems to be 100% the right. case. You know, yeah. it's like a species of snake where everything that we tend to like shoot down uh, as good and bad or sorry as bad husbandry is kind of the opposite for garter snakes like yeah. glass aquarium yeah They're collab yeah. yeah feed them all together yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost better for them right it, yeah so i i guess that's what's been really fun for me is throwing out everything and just doing the opposite <laughs> of what i usually do yeah um it's it's cool to to step out of your your comfort zone in your lane a little bit with a species that isn't uh too far-fetched in its husbandry totally yeah 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 i mean i i gave these guys a really big water basin you don't want to keep them wet right you know they need to be able to dry out but uh you know similar to what i like to do with the falsies i i like to at least give them the option to hop in a more you know aquatic uh, subsection of, of the enclosure. And oh yeah, they do. Um, they actually will just sit underwater, like completely submerged for a decent period of time. Yep. Um, which is also really fun to watch. It's, it's like, they think when they're under the water, I can't see them. Oh boy. Um, don't, yeah, ignore that. <laughs> are, you, are you on TikTok? No, my fiance TikTok-ing? just sent me something. I was like, okay. go away, phone. Um, <laughs> TikTok star Riley's reptiles? No, no. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. They haven't uh, paid me. They don't get that. They don't get to have that plug. Yeah. How do you even make money on TikTok? You have to get, you have to get verified or some shit. <laughs> you have to become like in the thing, in the club or whatever. Uh, shout out to Jeremy Warfel. Uh, Warfel's morphs in there in the house. Hi, Jeremy there. Warfel. I'll be uh, doing an interview with him Sunday. Oh, sweet! Yeah, on uh, on his channel. Awesome. New theme Where's song. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that theme song is. So, no. If I'm if I'm getting a theme song, there is this dude on uh, on TikTok who's an insane guitarist, and he just he just he plays from somewhere in his soul that like translates into like the most amazing riffs and soloing and just really good like like if you stripped away the vocals and and found like a good like classic hair metal like i don't know (laughs) dude like it's amazing and it's really good and i listen to that stuff and i'm just like oh yes i like i want you to write something for me um make it happen yeah play it Oh, dude, he just sit this. He just sits there and he chugs and he just like zones, jams. I'm like, man, this is this is pure as it gets. So nice, nice, nice. Bob does, Evans. I've does, always been curious. Does Eric play the intros to the NPR podcast? I actually used to wonder that too. I think no, <laughs> no. As much as he can play that stuff and better, he uh, he has a. 
I think it's storybooks. Uh, storybooks, yeah, the storybooks uh, subscription yeah. for um, duty-free music downloads for certain yeah. files and things. So it's all saved in there. There's a whole folder of all this stuff, so you can go back to it. But um, we can't waste Eric's genius on podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that costs money too. Heck yes. Yeah, you don't but, just uh, get a free. You don't just get a free Eric Burke uh, showing. I mean, speaking of. Eric, it's he 40 played, minutes and, and he played with Eddie Van Halen for crying out loud. We haven't, yeah, that's true. We haven't acknowledged his absence. So uh for anybody that has been sitting there for 40 minutes saying, Where's Eric? Uh he got caught up at work, but he might join us around the hour mark. We'll see how it goes. Uh that being yeah. said, uh speaking of guitarists, we've got Desert Creature. Check out Tosin Abasi. So that's the animals as leaders guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I upvote that. Yeah. Yes. He's incredible. He's gifted. <laughs> yeah, I've heard him play. Super, super, super good. But yeah. uh, anyway, yeah, garter snakes. <laughs> so yeah, uh, garter snakes definitely make you think outside the box. They are pretty unique, and I think that's freaking rad that you have those things, dude. Yeah, it'd be cool. Next year's going to be a crazy season, uh, at least over here. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, next year you'll have, <laughs> let's see, like all the things you already have. So all your massive amounts of Womas, massive amounts of Brettles. But things are finally going to be coming of age next year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Blackheads. Uh, I think I'm going to be able to try... Three falsies, three pairs of blackheads, three pairs of womas, falsies, like Chapala garters. Continue to do Ackies. Uh, probably will be able to try Kim's at that point. Uh, and then the full blood hypo head stone wash brettles will be ready to go. Probably give all the dudes that I did this year and last year the year off and just try that one pairing. Mm-hmm for bread lie um yeah it's gonna be weird speaking of uh ackies and kim's did you <laughs> see that uh that mike is getting rid of all of his adatria with incoming tristis so he's got a, a once in a lifetime opportunity on a group of tristis and that combined with him having like 11 species of monitor lizards uh, and him having <laughs> zero time to spend time with his family. He, he publicly did it live and announced that he is going to get rid of some species. And I'm pretty sure it was not on an April fool's day. So <laughs> <laughs> wild. No, I, I hadn't seen that. That, that is wild. Uh, Mike, if you need somewhere to send those kins, you, you know where to find me. <laughs> I was going to say like, if anybody would be curious, I would think maybe you would have some interest in something. Add another yeah. species to your uh, to your bundle over there. I, right. I, I don't think actually I don't think I've done a carpet and coffee since this happened. I did get a, a double clutch. I got five more Aki eggs. I saw that um, on uh, on Instagram. Right. Mm-hmm. 
totally unexpected. I mean, I guess that's what I get for for leaving them together. Not that well, it's a that, bad thing, but, but. It, I mean, that just shows that you're you're supporting that female well enough for her to right. feel like she can do that. And they didn't look like they were poorly calcified either. They were, you know, yeah. well sustained. So they're a little bit smaller than the first eleven, but plump and and fertile and in good shape. Um, but. I did separate them now. I'm, I'm going to give her a few months to herself. Sure, sure. But uh, pretty cool to have 16 yeah. good-looking ackee eggs cooking. Yeah, once they get going, man, it's all about just putting them back together and then pumping the brakes when you need. We're uh, yeah, yeah. we're expecting a, a clutch from Rudy at the shop, and it'll probably be slugs because we didn't mm. we didn't pair her at all. Um, Talk about needing to pump the brakes. How many did she throw? Last a lot, time? but we're down to the last, uh, like maybe four black dragons. So we're cool. going to start pairing them up again and making some more. So, and, uh, speaking of Mike, again, he got some, uh, he got like 13 eggs, I think from his, uh, job and banded sulfur yes. water monitors. So, uh, congrats to him on that. And, congrats. Uh, yeah. A lot of Merton's eye popping out. Mm-hmm. My boss has confirmed my my preemptive but likely, uh, you know, messages to Mike saying, hey, we want some of those. My boss like, yes, yes, we do. So uh, Grant wants those. We've nice. uh, we actually moved out. Uh, you know, that one male sale thing we had at the shop that was like that different green wash, kind of a different locality. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. he started getting blue in the gems and things. But anyway, we just shipped him out. Um, and uh so now that other male, the younger one that has the insane purples and great lineage, um, he's not going anywhere. He's poised to take over for that older male once he kind of retires out and phases out. But we might move that group over into the smaller enclosure, make it more manageable for finding eggs. Nice. And then that opens up that bigger enclosure for job and sulfurs at some point. So. Yeah, that and would be we, really cool. We have spondylosis that need a big enclosure. So we're going to be doing a lot of stuff. We got some more freedom breeder racks at the shop for the rodents. And so we're going to do those, a bunch. Uh, are those still kind of assholes? <laughs> or are they the, okay? the, the racks? No, the, the spondylosis. They've mellowed out a bit. Um, they don't they don't jump out the door as soon as you open them. Uh, I've actually hand fed a few of them like hoppers, like just like you look interested. (laughs) This is either a bad idea or awesome. And it's been awesome so far. Um, Like they've taken them from cups. And then I was like, you know, they just really weren't, they've gotten used to us, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that keeping them in a small enclosure with minimal places to hide and kind of forcing them to, uh, almost endure or kind of just be around a lot of things has really worked well for them and just kind of not forcing ourselves upon them and just letting them be has allowed them to acclimate nicely. So, um, yeah, they're doing well. They're doing really well. Nice. So it's about time to put them in a nice lush planted enclosure. See if we can't start working on converting that back area to make it a little more of a, a nice lizard display. And yeah, so sweet doing, always doing things. Um, we're going to increase the, to the rodent breeding. Yeah. I miss this lot. shop, man. Why did, why you got to be so damn far? <laughs> oh man. It's it. I mean, it's a catch 22 dude. Like, trust me, like where you live is freaking beautiful. Seeing your place and that view you have. And like East Bay is a completely different culture and it's got its own perks and its own history and all the good stuff that comes with that. And, and then there's, you know, Sacramento where, 
can just get stabbed and shot in the middle <laughs> of the day for no freaking reason, dude. Like, seriously, like right down no, the I streets, know. like, dude, got freaking stabbed. And, and then today we're out getting stuff. Dude, I'm not kidding you. I was picking up, well, I was at Sportsman's in the gun counter and I'm seeing like somebody got shot and I'm like, well, that's why I'm here. And put that away. <laughs> get back in line, you know? Right. What the hell, man? Yeah. So, like, I mean, don't I, get me wrong. I, I love my place. I'm super lucky to have this apartment and I don't want to leave it. But yeah. if you guys were like halfway closer, like, I'd still be trying to work there. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what if Rachel and I end up buying a house in like Elk Grove or something like that, and we get like a, a four bedroom or something ridiculous, <laughs> something, something out of this world. And it's like, yeah, we're converting the the garage or there's like an in-law unit in the back. Like in-law Lucas. <laughs> we do big things. Yes. Big, we convert the building. Do big thing. Building convert. Yeah. No, that would be super cool. I want a place in the basement, man. They, they're, they're out here as much as everybody thinks it's only an East coast thing. They are out here. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of those. Just make sure it's somewhere with good bedrock. Mm. Yeah. No flooding. No flooding. Yeah. No floods too. The big one for my entire life. <laughs> so. Yeah. So Sacramento floods as well. So there's yeah. another, you know, little yeah. strike right there. But, oh, yeah. uh, all levees are meant to fail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I love it out here, but man, they're just, there's pros and cons, right? I mean, absolutely. That's, there's that's pros and cons everywhere, everywhere man. Uh, you know, just, just being in Brooklyn. I mean, I was like a few blocks North of the subway shooting. So Jesus. that was wild. They like, <laughs> you were that there guy, when that happened. Yeah. And we were going to take the subway, but decided not to. So Good choices uh, were made. Uh, but yeah, because that, that dude, dude was targeting. That dude was targeting. He was targeting white and Asian people for no reason, just because well, he was pissed off. Well, he had his reasons, but like that, like what the hell? Regardless of anything, I don't want to be in a train with a crazy person with smoke bombs and a gun. Uh, but mm. you know, all that to say, uh, having the shooting in Sacramento like the week before I left. And then that shooting when I was there, I started to, to feel uh, like bad luck. So <laughs> dude, uh, you know, our, our customer who's a really funny guy who always, you know, gets the road and something like tells him, no, don't worry. We're just taking you to the club. <laughs> okay. You know, Joker. I'd probably recognize the face, but yeah. Uh, uh well, uh, his cousin was one of the people shot in that Sacramento hmm. shooting. Dude, it, like it's one of those things where like you think it's distant even though it's in your hometown then like somebody comes in you realize like it's literally like Uh, it's it's never that big of a world i'm sorry to hear that but uh (laughs) dude it's it's freaking crazy man it's scary like the homeless guy coming in around to the shop with like a a lock on a chain trying to fight and like having 12 costumes remember when i accidentally let a crazy person into the bathroom Hey, it's all good. We have this crazy lady who comes in and wanders around asking if she can keep frogs in her pockets and then offers us beer and vodka. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 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 It's all good. It's all good. Oh, yes. What are you going to do? You know, there's, there's crazy people do. everywhere. It's just, I don't know. Which is gonna... why we're Eric's. not crazy. Which is why we're Eric's not here. Animals in our house. Yeah, we could be that guy with frog pockets and vodka. 
Yeah, this is this is our safety plan. It keeps us off the streets and out of out of trouble. <laughs> trouble. <laughs> I, I I know nothing of trouble. Uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> nice man. So let's okay. See. So you've you've added animals this I've year added animals. already. I also am moving a few things out, so it's not complete crazy town. Uh, but yes, go on. Are you? Is this all part of a? And this might be a question I already know the answer to, but is this all part of a greater plan? Like, not only, like I. The I I feel like I've heard you talk about Scrubs before. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard you talk about the Fuscus before. Mm-hmm. You already have Garter Snakes, and I know the influence there. Is this all part of your overall? master plan expansion for what you see your collection being in the long run or is this just you you ride in the ride in the great glorious wave that you're on (laughs) i gotta i gotta be honest it's both like there's there is plan and crackheadery mixed in to (laughs) recent decisions so like uh scrubbies were always in the in the plans particularly the the Waminas, I, you know, I tried to get some of Nick's 2020s, but he basically was like, I don't want to sell them to you. So fair. I had, I had to wait another year. That's totally fair. He made sure that that first clutch went where he wanted them to. Cause you know, you never know if yeah, it's get... a rare, it's a rare species. You got to do due diligence and do the right thing by the animals and do the assurance colony approach. I get it. That's one yeah. that I've been waiting in the wings for a couple of years. Um, Fuscus was, <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna pin that the meticulous crackhead. That's me, Centralian Exotics. It's almost an oxymoron, yet brilliant in its own right. A moron on oxy. Um, oh, anyway, uh, Fuscus was in the plans. That was one that mm-hmm. I've been talking about wanting to get for a few years. If I was going to do a Lyasis, it was going to be Queensland Waters. So that's um, that's you. That's your like foray into into Lyasis. Like that's yeah, where you're going to interject, and that's where you're going to stay. Exactly. I, I okay. don't feel the urge to work with any of the others, and you I don't just, got the Pokemon syndrome for Lyasis. No, I would love okay. to have. Just a, a nice, you know, pair of the Queensland waters and and just do that. Um, I think they're beautiful. I love the orange belly that, that Fuscus has. I tend to like them in terms of look a little bit more than the olives, you know, although oh, okay. I do love olives. Um, you know, it's just a personal thing. And uh so so that's that's been in the plans. Um garters completely not in the plans. Garters a hundred percent crackheadery, uh Head assery. I blame Zach Loafman. Um, I mean, he he literally just sent them here. Like that. <laughs> I mean, at least they loosely could apply to your master's program. No, there's <laughs> nothing. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no redeeming factor. But I I really like them, and I can just have a group of them in a really nice naturalistic aquarium, uh-huh. and they're you know they don't take up that much space and they're they're really fun so i'm not mad about it um uh what else happened what else did i do (laughs) Mm, did you have more lizards 
I no. I, I still I have the the trio of Ackies and the Kims, the Kims. and uh, the Black. But only one Kim is here at the moment. The other two are at my my lizard partner's house. <laughs> right. And then oh Black yeah, Blackthroat Pure Nelson. We must refer to him by name. Nelson Pure Head Assery. Uh, there's no reason for me to have a Blackthroat. Uh, I think that was a oh shit nukes. We're all gonna die. Might as well have a large lizard uh, purchase. Um, but I'm happy to have him. I'm going to take good care of him. And, and, uh, it's yeah. also very fun. He's yeah. completely target trained now. It only yeah. took a month. They're smart as hell. Dude. They're smart it's, as hell. It's really he takes fun. naps in my pockets while I'm writing essays and it's just great. That's funny. You, you, you went up in monitors and now I have zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Alan has mine on breeding loan. He's apparently doing really well. It's like an indefinite breeding loan too. So he's just like there. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. But now I just have like this empty enclosure that I'm like lazy and still haven't cleaned. I'm like, yeah, one day I'll empty it out. And then I'll be like, okay, what do I do with this thing? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, Stevens. Yeah. That guy. I, I don't think I want to dip my toes into Odatria and Dwarf Monitors as much as I find them fascinating and would really get a kick out of them. Um, I think that would, one, make my room too hot if I had the space and kind of make it challenging for some of my other species. And then, two, I think like I would just... I already have to deal with crickets with, with the strophers. I don't want to deal with more. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's yeah. enough. So I hear you. So I guess I'll answer Python to Colubra ratio. And then I want to mm. your snake to gecko ratio. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, I think my Python to Colubra ratio is still strongly Python. If we're talking about individual count, it's probably still like a 70, 30, 75, 25 situation. But if we're talking about species, uh, we got the brettles, got the jungles, got the roughies, inlands, blackheads, womas. Mm-hmm. Scrub. Mm-hmm. So seven species of python. I don't have anything else, right? <laughs> No, you don't. Okay, have any, and then there's you don't have any boas. Florida blue stripe garter, Lake yep. Chapala garter, Maybe Eastern those. indigo, false water cobra. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Okay, four species of colubrid. So seven to four. There All you right. go. How about you? Um, as far well, I'm down to. Five corn snakes, two Kribos, and one gopher snake. So. I love how we're just looking around like, what the hell is in here? <laughs> yeah, so I, I think just the three species of colubrids to however many pythons, you know, poplins, jungles, brettles, nova guineas, coastals, ijs. What about boas? Or sorry, uh, uh, geckos, but boas too, I guess, since I said it. Boas, the only thing I have are uh, rainbows. Okay. Geckos, I have crusties, 
I have uh, crocodile geckos and I have golden tail geckos. So I have three species of geckos. Two, technically two species of boas because I have the uh, the um, leucistic uh, Colombian that I'm uh, snake sitting for the gal who's uh, overseas fighting for our military. And then... Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. It's weird. Like, at one point, you know, the beginning of this year or late last year, there were 130 snakes in here. And now I'm like, oh, it's like 80 something, maybe. <laughs> I haven't counted in a long time. I, uh, counting, hurts. I know it's less because I only have a few babies left. So it's definitely less than I had a few months ago, but I don't have a number anymore. That's good, though. Counting is not helpful in any way, shape, or form. No. There's nothing good that comes from counting. Yeah, it just makes the you The answer is, is always not enough. Yeah, the, the answer is it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm getting angry stare from oh, girlfriend. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's why I record with the door closed. Well, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um so, yeah, you sent the Mad Hogs to Owen. Looks like he got eggs again. Yeah, from his original female. And, and he's... Okay. I think he's going to move the male in with the others that I sent him. He's good with them, man. He's just clearly got the space to, to give various uh, biome-diverse groups of animals what they need. I think he also has the time, maybe. Um, so... Mm-hmm. It's exactly what I wanted for those animals was to go somewhere that somebody was going to be more successful and attentive than I. And that seems to be a hundred percent the case with him. So for sure, like if they just stayed here, I would just continue to be like, man, I like you guys, but I have all this other stuff. So, you know, no. Yeah. And, and that's the way to do it. Right. Uh, you know, finding the right place for them where they're going to be well looked after and attended to and, and, uh, Rather than just listing them up on Morph Market and saying, good luck. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to keep it in the family if you can. It is. And I don't regret like my time messing with them because I clearly mm-hmm. had success with them where I set goals for myself and achieved said goals and and then didn't just wash, you know, like get rid of it and just wash it, um, you know, still kept like you said kept it in the family so yeah. that, that's kind of nice and uh For but sure. you know along the way all of these animals that we do work with whether we keep them or not they sort of teach us kind of where we lie and uh they're like the 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 bumper paddles if you will of of calibrating where i want to be so mm-hmm. it's all yeah. good it's all good man all we'll, good we'll just consolidate into the npr serpentarium Open up a zoo. A hundred percent. Owen can be in charge of colubrids and we just need a, a good a good starting <laughs> bank of working capital, a building, whether it be a lease or a permanent buy that we can alter and do stuff with. Mm-hmm. And then city permits, licenses, mm-hmm. and then you start building, you start bringing in animals, you start marketing, you set opening date, and then you just Rip Sell your soul out. on YouTube for views, dude. No, 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 no. Oh, that. oh, wait, no, sorry. No, it, no. To be to be completely honest, there's there's a great model out there in 
the snake discovery Hell yeah. uh, uh, approach to things. Even if, even if we go that route and don't even want to like fiddle with retail very much, which like is understandable considering I, you know, know the ins and outs of it and like I constantly question my yes. sanity. You and me both. <laughs> I'm getting ready. Probably uh, my semester is, is going to be wrapping up uh, in May. And nice. I'm probably going to uh, hit um, the field biology work a little bit harder during summer. And I'm not sure how much I'm going to keep my foot uh, in the the retail side of things during that. Um, sure. It, it might be nice to have a little bit of a break <laughs> from from people and just have a nice field season. Yeah, set yourself trees. up. <laughs> self, well, and also set yourself up to be available for other doors that may open. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. You, know, you 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 complete that degree, you start doing nearly full time field work. All of a sudden, you're a you're a field biologist with a master's degree, and you next thing you know, somebody's like, "Hey, I need so and so. I'm sort of applicant." And <laughs> Doctor Lofman goes, "Well, it just so happens." And you never know. You never know what 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 know. phone call you might get, or or what connection you might make, or I certainly never know. I know nothing. So <laughs> anybody who's listening to make connections with me. Good. I know nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a question from Sid on the, uh, on the topic of school. Uh, what amount of scientific literature does my uh, school require you, me, I am you me as you to familiarize myself with uh did i have to take any stats or research writing classes um so uh i majored in environmental studies uh for undergrad um now with that my focus wasn't herpetological my focus was mostly actually food systems and uh you know, environmental policy. So I did have to do stats for undergrad and I did have to obviously uh, go through a lot of, of literature in those fields. Um, but it was nothing snaky uh, until Loafman's program. Um, so the, <laughs> for, for the master's uh, program, it's a shit ton of scientific literature uh, to be frank, but it's not like you have to know it beforehand like pretty much all of the courses have been structured in a way that that is what you are doing to get the degree is engaging with the literature and, 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 you know, mining, um, papers. So, you know, for example, right now for, for Loafman's conservation biology course, I am writing an eight essay exam. Yeah. That, that son of a gun. Um, with five to 10 scientific articles per essay required. Right. So mm -hmm. by the time this is done, I, I will have looked over like 50 pieces of literature. Did you give you a pest, whole year so. to do that? No, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Never going back to school. Yeah. I mean, that being said, it's fun. Like I'm having a good time and whatnot, but uh, I mean, yeah, you should expect if, if you're if you're interested in the zoo science thing, um, 
you should expect to read a lot of liter- uh, literature, especially for Zach's classes. He's a madman for that. Um, but, you know, that's a good thing. Like, I feel like that's that's where I'm actually learning <laughs> things that matter uh, is when I am having to do that. Um, so there's that. And then for stats, yeah, there is a biostats component of the masters, but that that was also uh, a very well put together class. I'm not a stats person. Uh, I failed the AP stats test in high school, but I was able to to do the bio stats just fine. So hmm. if you're thinking about it, Sid, you know, hit me up. Happy to talk to you more about the program. And, and it's it's great. Casey Cannon's thinking about hopping in and I've been talking to him about it as well. So anybody that's listening that wants more information on the uh, on the master's thing that I'm doing with Zach, you know, you can always hit me up. And Zach always wants to talk about it, too, but he's a busy guy. So. I can be your plan B. <laughs> but at the end of every podcast lately, he's definitely putting out the, uh, the feelers looking for, for oh, more yeah. students. So yeah, the program's growing. Um, the, uh, the new cohort that came in in 2021 is a lot bigger than what was there when I started. So, you know, it, it's growing. Um, the, the scope of the projects that, that people are working on is really exciting. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's really cool to be a part of, uh, I know, uh, he's always looking for more and, and it's not necessarily too tricky to apply. Uh, so why not do it? Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. If only I were 15 years younger and didn't have ADHD and could actually sit for 20 minutes of sitting and read without losing focus. Yeah. It's hard sometimes. i I couldn't focus in New York, so today I'm playing catch up. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man, I mean, we can. I don't know if Eric's going to be able to join us. We can. Uh, we can keep it to a short one today. If there's nothing yeah. else you want to hit on. The last thing I wanted to say is I saw a photograph of a sulcata out in Florida <laughs> eating an eastern diamondback that had died in the yard, and that was the most savage thing I've seen all week. I'm not a stranger to tortoises eating carrion. I've seen redfoots eat carrion. I've fed redfoots rodents. I've seen mountain tortoises do it. But I have never seen a sulcata sit there and eat like a midsection of a diamondback rattlesnake. And that was amazing. And truly omnivorous. The we know jack about tortoises is all I'm going to say. Man, that's just so true about all reptiles. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, very it's pretty cool. gnarly, pretty gnarly. So, uh, wow. but yeah, yeah, that, no, it's, you know, for me at the very least, like hopping on here, even if we don't have too much going on or, you know, it's just, we got to keep the consistency, keep, keep it up there for the week. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. add, it adds to the NPR channel, which is what we're trying to do. It, it keeps with, uh, our just, you know, our personal goals of being consistent with ourselves. And at the, at the very least, you know, um, you've been out for a little while so it's nice to catch up with you and yeah yeah see man. your young youthful shining little face i know isn't it pretty yeah. i'm just kidding but uh no yeah it's it's good to be back it's a bummer to miss a few weeks i always love these chats you know thanks to everybody who uh joins in live that being said a lot of the times with this show we really are just kind of shooting winging the it. shit and winging it so yeah get involved that like yeah all questions welcome topic ideas welcome you're you're as a part of this as uh anybody on the other side of it so 
And I got some, I got some amazing coffee that uh, Cafe Luna from uh, Ryan Merritt. Coffee half. Let's end with the coffee half. Well, so, (laughs) and I I keep saying this, I feel like a broken record, but the company that keeps sending me this feels like a broken record. That 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 New York uh, roasting company that that takes the beans from Uganda. They emailed me again saying they're at like eighty percent fulfilled on all the orders. I'm like, okay. Can, can I have my coffee beans now? <laughs> but I understand supply chain constraints, COVID time frames, all that nonsense. So when it comes, I will be super excited. I will definitely brew a bunch and then we'll all get to experience what I've been waiting for on that, that I, uh, stuff. Can't wait to hear. I've, I've switched over to a light roast uh, for the past couple of weeks. I, I guess, uh, I felt like I needed that extra bit of caffeine for, mm, for this mm-hmm. 8SA test. So light mm-hmm. roast the way to go really gets my gears going. Nice. Um, but it also makes me have really bad headaches sometimes. So, so maybe, maybe just go down on the volume of it. Just make smaller portions. Yeah. And then drink like a glass of water with it. Oh, I drink a lot of water. Okay. I drink a so lot then, then maybe that's not it. See, I, I try to drink water and I forget. But um, my, my cousin thing is, got me a giant yeah. gallon bottle Ooh. that spaces out your water proportion by time of day. So like 3 p.m., you better be on that line or you're fucked. Or self-destruct. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sticking to the water. But uh, yeah, light roast. Light roast. Good. I like coffee. There was really good coffee in Brooklyn. That oh, place, Williamsburg, is where my sister's at. It's gentrified as hell, so there's a lot of bougie coffee shops. And uh, it was delicious. Uh, nice. Really good coffee. Nice. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm forcing myself this year to start going back to the gym. I had this really good routine when I first moved up to SAC, and I was going all the time. And uh, so I'm starting to get myself into the morning routine. So I see myself getting into the morning routine of, like, going and then coming back and having coffee before work, even though right now I try to keep it to the weekend. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think, uh, I think that's what I'll probably see myself doing once, once the tattoo heals, will be back to the gym. So there you go. I need to do that too. Now that I don't have mono, I drink again and Uh, beer weight weight is real. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I got a whole litany of excuses if you need some more. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last last thing. I uh, don't want to leave Tyler hanging. What reptiles have the both of you parted with recently? Um, I corn am... snakes a lot and okay. Dumeril's boas. And your savanna. Oh yeah, my savanna's on breeding loan with buddy. Yeah, that's there you right. go. Yeah, yeah. And then for me, um, I had. A couple Womas that oh, were not yeah. in the plans that I found new homes for. Uh, Sid in the chat being one of them. Can't wait to get Sid his snake. But uh, yeah, a couple Womas. Um, that being said, too, I, I, I'm probably going to be looking for uh, other options for a few of, of my uh, adult brettles. So There you go. Yeah. You know. Yeah happens i'm not just gonna exactly i'm not just gonna dump them but if i find the right place i i don't need five 
adult pairs of brittles. <laughs> That's a little well, excessive. It's not a matter of need. Well, especially if I'm going to start, you know, raising up holdbacks from the clutches I've produced. You know, I, I, we will I just want all the animals Tetris. I want all of my animals to have good lives, and sometimes that means finding a better place. Yes, so, I feel you. Anyway, reptile mansion, guys. You know, thank you so much for for joining us today. A uh, little bit of a shorter episode, so mm-hmm. we can uh, get out of here. Enjoy that Friday evening. Ah, yes. Um, ah, yes. The weekend is ahead, even though I work tomorrow. It's so not really my weekend but, is wrapping up. Yes, me as well. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, then, just kidding. Very sad. But yeah, listen to uh, Morelia Python Radio. Uh, and all of the affiliated podcasts mm-hmm. therein. A uh, new mm-hmm. Boa Pod coming mm-hmm. down the chute. Mm-hmm. Keith McPeak, Rob Stone, and Warren Booth. Warren Booth. So mm-hmm. that's a heavy hitting lineup. Should be an amazing podcast that I probably will refuse to listen to because I can't. I can't want boas. Um, because you're going to listen to it, you're going to listen to it, and then you're going to be like, hey, there's a rainbow bow on the cover. And then be like, hey, Lucas, I had a litter of rainbow bows. And be like, can I get one? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you want to fall in love with boas, I'm sure that pod will do the trick. Just yep. another uh, option to the lineup. New episodes of all the other shows uh, always coming out. Um, that being said, if you want to get in touch with Riley, you can yeah you can find me on a lot of the social media things that i do just under riley's reptiles if it's youtube just look me up by my name riley jimison um, while you're at it don't forget to subscribe to the npr youtube channel and uh get us up to a thousand help us get up uh, up to a thousand yes. subs we've got you know only a few hundred more to go we've reached 700 so that's growing uh, also, don't forget the uh, the Patreon and Teeth Ring store for NPR Network. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. Everything he said. Where can uh, we find you? Australian Exotics is my snake name. Uh, if you want to talk to me about snakes, that's how you should do it. Uh, and yeah. from from that, I will talk to bo- uh, people about snakes. From and, my and main the, account, I will ignore you. <laughs> and then the, the occasional <laughs> Dasha. And oh yeah, and monitors. I gotta stop saying snakes. Now it's just reptiles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, all that. I have in the incubators, lizards. <laughs> you done did that to yourself. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope everybody has a great week, and we will be back next Friday for some more carpets and coffee, and maybe we'll actually talk about carpets that and, time. And coffee. Coffee will be present. <laughs> all right. Later. Bye. Bye.